episode 400. How to have conflict conversations with Jocko Willink. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Hi, I'm Adam Lewis Walker, founder of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one personal leadership podcast network that is also a best-selling book, Awaken Your Alpha, Tows and Tactics to Thrive, and also a TEDx talk, Awaken Your Alpha, How to Rise Up. You can see a theme here, but please do check these out. If you like the talk, if you like the podcast, you will love the book. The book is the best of the best, and it's available on Amazon. This podcast is brought to you by The Talk Accelerator, helping thought leaders increase influence, income, and impact by achieving their talk. If you'd like to find out more about how you can get onto the red spot, please do head over to talkaccelerator.com. That's talkaccelerator.com. You can also book in your complimentary idea clarity call there to talk through any potential ideas you may have. Get to the podcast. Hey, so I've been so excited about reaching this milestone. And I knew as soon as this experience, and that's what I would say, this is an experience with Jocko Willink. It is how to have a conflict conversation with Jocko Willink, both in terms of <laughs> the question that I asked, or questions I asked him and my experience. Um, I loved it. And I like anything I think worth doing. There's, a, there's an element of fear involved there. Um, anything worthwhile doing it. And as you'll see, please do go to the show notes, uh, YouTube, etc. There will be, I mean, I will cut a really nice looking video about this whole thing. But, you know, as this episode comes out, I'll definitely put some raw footage on the show notes of this experience in terms of if you're not aware of Jocko Willink, who he is, I will just go into his details. A lot of you listening to this show will be aware of him. The decorated retired Navy SEAL officer author of the book Extreme Ownership, How U.S. Navy SEALs Lead and Win, and co-founder of Echelon Front, where he is a leadership instructor, speaker, and executive coach. Jocko spent 20 years in the U.S. Navy SEAL teams, starting as an enlisted SEAL and rising through the ranks to become a SEAL officer. As commander of SEAL Team 3's task unit, Bruiser, during the Battle of Ramadi, he orchestrated SEAL operations that helped the Ready First Brigade of the U.S. Army's 1st Armored Division bring stability to the violent war-torn city. Task Unit Bruiser became one of the most highly decorated special operation units of the Iraq War. Jocko returned from Iraq to serve as officer in charge of training for all West Coast SEAL teams. There, he spearheaded the development of leadership training and personally instructed and mentored the next generation of SEAL leaders who have continued to perform with great success on the battlefield. And I actually got a chance to speak to someone after this who was trained by Jocko. During his career, Jocko was awarded the Silver Star, the Bronze Star, and numerous other personal and unit awards. In 2010, Jocko retired from the Navy and launched Echelon Front with Leif Babin, where he teaches the leadership principles he learned on the battlefield to help others lead and win. Clients include individuals, teams, companies, and organizations across a wide range of industries and fields. He also has the Jocko podcast, really, you know, good podcast. He just gets on there and talks. That's, <laughs> that, he described that, that's his words. I just love that he's authentic in terms of that's, that's what he wants to do. If he's got something that he feels is worth talking about and is on his mind to talk about for that long, he obviously interviews some people, but it's mainly, uh, you know, he just digs in. And basically, apart from all of that, he is an absolute silverback of a man, not only in terms of his, obviously, his physicality and his looks, uh, the reality of what he's trained for on top of the fact that he literally looks like a movie villain or... <laughs> He should be in movies. How you'd imagine someone with his resume or CV, as it were, and his track record 
he looks how you'd expect him to look if he was in a movie. Um, yes, it's quality guy. I like his vibe. I definitely think he's obviously about tough love, but also it's not like he's decided I'm going to do this. Clearly, he doesn't give a monkeys about how he comes across. He is just authentically him from uh, you know his his values and obviously his you know very advanced training and just to give you an idea of the man if you've never come across him again i mean again before an example of his daily routine he begin, it basically begins at around 4 30 in the morning and one of the reasons i know that apart from it's probably is likely well documented he um even on the weekend he takes his sh shot every day of his wristwatch for his instagram of literally like 4 30 402 4 31 whatever it is and it's just a habit he picked up in the seals he posts it to hold himself accountable and to, to inspire others. Then it's time to head to his garage, which he's converted into a full-blown gym. I appreciate that. I've done this, the similar, the same, not in my garage, it's in my basement, but the same, same vibe as well. He lays out his workout clothes before going to sleep each night so he can get, you know, get active as quick as possible. Four-day workout rotation of push-pull lifts, push lift squat. I do like you know, functional fitness and I do keep it very simple myself. Something he does, he takes daily advantage or takes advantage of living in San Diego and lots of times hits the beach for an after workout for a quick surf session. I don't do this all the time, but I am now at the moment. I'm really into my paddle boarding. Obviously, where I am, the temperature plays a major role. I do have a full wetsuit uh, to keep me warm. And you now we're looking at, as this is recorded in late April, and now I'm, you know, I've been out on there, did my first session about a week ago. And I'm looking to do that multiple times a week because it is beautiful living right on the beach. Um, not quite as warm yet as San Diego, but there we go. So then he gets back after a shower. It's time to tackle his to-do list. Um, often includes hours of research for his podcast. You know, he, if he's doing anything, he's doing it properly. So and his podcast, I touched it there, but it's a, it's a wide-ranging exploration of military history, business leaderships, and lives of people Winnick finds interesting, inspirational. Three hours long and he talked about his for his shows. He does about 15 to 20 hours of research and preparation getting into that. You know, this is as I'm finding out more and more about the guy. You know, he skips breakfast. It's interesting. So, for what it's worth, there'd be things I do similar, things I do different. But he skips breakfast and doesn't have lunch, or will have lunch between 11 and noon. He keeps keeps it simple, eating grilled chicken and some vegetables. Now, I, I don't really see it as skipping breakfast for me because whenever you whenever you eat after a long period, it's breaking the fast, breakfast, breakfast. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So, but whatever, whatever you want to call it, I usually call it, I have a brunch, a combination of breakfast and lunch, really. And I usually eat between 11 and, and noon, honestly, a lot of times. Sometimes it's till one, but that's not really that intentional if I've got, you know, sucked into a project or some interviews um, along the lines. Again, it doesn't really, it's not so important when you start eating, it's more when you finish eating and you're, if you're an intermittent faster as I am, you know, how long that eating or fasting window is, I should say. He follows the paleo diet, diet even, and he has a fasting regime. Do a 24-hour fast about once every two weeks and a 72-hour fast once per quarter. I don't. I need to do a little bit more of that. I have done it in the past, but I haven't really been consistent with that of any note. His whole brand, you know, rising. Talk about managing his product partnerships and working on a book. He's got a lot of stuff you can buy off him or off his website. When his workday ends, it's time for some Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And this ties into someone I met who's actually has been trained by Jocko and knows about you know what he is. So he, he's a black belt and he's a trainer at, at a San Diego gym he co-owns. So from what I heard, he's down there quite a bit. And you know if you go down there, <laughs> he will kind of have a role with almost anyone who comes in because obviously that's, 
that's uh, <laughs> that's his thing and it is he's a co-owner so i'm very tempted to do that next time i go there i think he will squash and squeeze um i don't think he'll kill me um just because he seems like a you know a nice guy and he, he only does that when it's necessary <laughs> so i'm hoping anyway I did feel like he was going to strangle me at some point when I, when I share with you, you know, our experience together. So that's a little bit about Jocko. So I just want to fill you in on, uh, yeah, so we're introducing this, this episode. And I'd love to, Jocko, if you're hearing this, I really would love to interview you on the podcast. I've managed to speak with Jocko. I've given him a copy of my book, signed copy of my book. And I hope, and I'm going to be reaching out to him. Obviously, the world did go crazy just after we um, met and had a little chat. So, you know, I'm, I'm biding my time, Jocko, but please, obviously, I'm pretty sure you won't hear this, but <laughs> I'm, I haven't forgotten and I'm just giving you a chance to have a little look at the book and I will be reaching out to you, but I wanted to get this out and um, I hope you take this in the way it's intended um, in the, you know, I want to honor you and put you as episode 400 and on the six years of the podcast and I would like to continue this conversation. As it goes for today, for everyone else listening to this, I want to set the scene, give you a little bit of background that builds up to what I think is um, pretty funny. And it's not, I'm not being funny, Jocko. He, he nailed it. And um, he made a whole room full of people, about 200 people laugh at me. And I appreciated it. Um, and it was a real, it's perfect. It's, it's going to go in the book, honestly. The, the, the book I'm writing is based on fear and a specific kind of, we're just going in at fear. I don't want to talk about the work in title now. Um, because I want to keep that open. I do have my, uh, my thoughts and I'm, you know, I'm pitching it around to different um, publishers, whether that is self-published, which is what I want to do and the way I think I'm going, unless you know, the offer and the partnership comes with the, the right sort of publisher, that's the route I'm going to go. And we're looking at January, um, well, I say early 2021, let's be realistic. I, um, hitting a specific month this far out is, is, is tough to do when you've got a book and a lot of moving parts. Anyway, here we go. So, I'm at a podcasting event as one of the speakers. Just set the scene. It's in San Diego. The audience is probably about 70% women. Jocko is not down. He was not like I'm sure he is at a lot of events and he would have been for me. He's not down as a speaker. It's not, he's not the draw in, that, in this environment. He was a, a surprise speaker. You know, we have, it was a scenario where we've got a special guest speaker who's going to be, you know, dropping in. So we found out on the... Um, we found out on the day that Jocko was going to be coming this, that afternoon. At what point I was like, yes, I think. And again, great event. But for me personally, I was like, this is the highlight of the event for me already. And it hadn't happened because I was, I was like, yes, this is someone I was aware of. I'd heard bits and pieces. I'd seen pieces. I appreciated what I knew so far, which I, I felt wasn't a huge amount. And um, so I was very interested to dig into and find out more about Jocko. So I was like, yes. And the general buzz around the room was in terms of who's Jocko. Um, again, lots of people were unaware of who Jocko was. There was a few, there was a couple of military guys there and a couple of other guys and people that were like, yes, I know Jocko. Yes, this is going to be awesome. Um, and there were also some people who were like, oh, I text my son and he knows who Jocko is and he, he's a big fan. And he's like, can you get my autograph, his autograph and stuff like that. So it was a real mixed bag, but what I liked is, you know, he's coming in there. People have, you know, no prejudices or generally didn't have many assumptions of who or what he was. And so you could take it on a, a nice, fresh start, as it were. So this is the situation. Jocko comes in. 
and he's very much Jocko. If um, please do see the video or just look him up. The last three days, it's been a very, you know, very open and I wouldn't say emotional, but it's a very nice environment that's been created and people feel very open to share and it's very supportive. And Jocko comes in and um, he is asked a few questions. You know, he's direct. He's to the point. He is, is, is no messing around. He will not make up a, you know, a longer answer to indulge the host or the audience. If it's a short answer is the most efficient way he will go with that. So <laughs> in this sense, so it was like a breath of fresh air, you know, and I'm, I'm a big fan of less is more. But in terms of if you're on a stage, maybe that's not the best answer because a lot of people in that audience had not read his books or were not aware of his books. So, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, I think, um, and Steve Olsher, you probably might hear this at some point. Steve Olsher, I think early on had tried, had, uh, I say try, he did, he did crack a little joke, you know, um, just to give this some context. So when you hear my bit, it wasn't just me that it went a little bit, uh, a little bit sticky with and a little, but it was worthwhile. Everyone was uh, having an experience, should we say, with uh, Jocko in some way, shape or form. So I think Steve, and uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Steve, but it was something along the lines of, you know, out of the blue, um, in the, early in the interview, do you like jokes? To which Jocko responded with a huge silverback looking type pause and stare. You've got to see the video on this sort of stuff. What did you say? Did you, do you like jokes? <laughs> Big pause. No. That was funny. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not sure. But again, it wasn't intentionally to be funny. So I'm just going to give you some, um, giving you some background anyway. So it's really fascinating to hear Jocko's, um, you know, especially how he got into podcasting and his background a little bit more. Um, again, for, for a lot of people who were not aware of Jocko as well. So we get to a point of the proceedings where, Right, we're opening this up to questions from the audience. And there's two mics set up. We've got a room of about 200 people, big, big room. And so before I know it, I'm up into action. I'm walking towards the mic. Now, I'm aware and that I want to take action. So I'm, I'm straight into action. And I'm aware I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Jocko a question. And obviously, I've got I've to get up. Otherwise, they wouldn't, you'd miss the opportunity, number one. As I'm walking towards the mic, I know straight away I'm going to be asking a question on fear. Obviously, he's the perfect man to ask about this based on his background and the fact that I'm sure he instills fear in many people. Uh, number, number three, talking about fear, some of the biggest fears in people's lives are fear of death and also right up there is fear of public speaking or linked to that public humiliation, which we can experience all of it in this little uh, excerpt. So by the time I get to the mic, I'm about three people, three or four people back. So I'm okay. My question's on fear. I've got a little bit of room to adapt and enhance. And as I say, I'm, I'm one of the speakers at this event. So as the, you know, we're moving forward and these questions are coming from different audience members. And honestly, all of them, um, the majority, I would say, I'm sure someone smashed it but from memory and there's videos as well. For one, you've got one question and there were lots of very short answers. Um, there was lots of, it didn't go well for a lot of people, shall I say? And I think they'd be first to agree with me that. And I'm thinking, okay, well, <laughs> as long as that doesn't happen to me in some shape or form. Anyway, so as I'm going towards further to closer to the mic, I feel like just asking about, Jocko, what's your take on fear? Or, you know, a very just fear. 
which would have worked very easily, you know, t- talks about your, your fear, your aspects of fear or something very generic and basic would have worked, but I might, I had to run the risk of getting a very short answer. So based on the, his responses to other people and that, you know, I've been doing this for six plus years, I thought that was a lazy question. So I, I, I decided I was going to be very specific. If that was the plan anyway, you're here, you can decide if you agree with me. I'm going to be very specific. I'm going to ask specifically about tough conversations and conflict conversations and almost like the strategies or what are your thoughts around that and ways to effectively approach and have these tough and these awkward and <laughs> conflict conversations. Cause I thought that would be right in his wheelhouse. And I genuinely, I'm, I'm thinking for my book and I'm going to, I want to get this. This is, you know, almost whatever he says, I'm thinking there will be a place for it. I did not expect it to go how it went. I don't want to ruin it for you, but let's just say as, as we have introduced this clip, so you will hear now the probably, the, well, not probably the audio will change. This is the audio is picked up as my audio from my phone. Um, that allows someone to just capture this. I didn't know quite how it's going to go down from, and the video, this specific audio will be on the, um, on the show notes as well. But what you will hear is basically within 10 seconds, I'd say, I haven't timed it, but it goes pear shaped. It goes South pretty quick. Basically it became um, an example of a tough or a conflict conversation, how you handle it. And also an element of fear in terms of, yeah, this is, you know, I'm, I'm confident in my ability as an interviewer. I have no problem public speaking. I would be naive and I would also be inauthentic to say it didn't have an effect on me when up in front of that many people, you get your chance to offer a, uh, you know, an insightful question and it is challenged. A room full of people are laughing, I would say with me, but probably more at me and the situation, which I didn't, you know, I took, I took on the chin and I appreciate it. It is, you know, I, I would be laughing too. I am kind of laughing, but also in that moment, what do you do? And as I say, if I'm being completely honest, you know, that was, that was an intense situation. I enjoyed it, but still it was an intense situation. It was an example of a tougher conversation or a conflict conversation and also being tested on what is it you're trying to talk about. So anyway, I won't go into it too much now, but I don't want to ruin it for you, but this is what happens. Thank you, Jocko, for the experience. Let's, uh, let's dive into this. So again, apologies for the, the coughs you will hear, but it really, I, I hope it gets the, the environment you're in. So if you're only listening to this on audio, this is you know, a room of about 200 people. I've been positioned as a speaker who should know what I'm talking about. And then obviously facing uh, Jocko, this is my question. These are my follow-up questions, making the most of my opportunity, but also when you get pressed, do you push forwards and confident in, in what you're doing and what you're saying, or do you shrink away and crumble when pressed? Which, um, yeah, I will uh, give you my opinion on this, but you find out what happens. Yeah, here we go. Alan Lewis Walker, Awaken Your Apple Podcast, and my questions around fear your thoughts around that, and more specifically, sort of conflict conversations and, and tough conversations that maybe some people avoid, and they seem maybe to them small, but they're really not because obviously it's a way of life. What are your thoughts around that? So you want to know how to have hard conversations? Well, people as well who maybe either have the approach that they 
they always have these conversations, they don't shy away or avoid fearful situations. Like having that conversation that's tough, the conflict, not physical but verbal. So what's your question, Adam? Conflict conversations, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, what's, what's your approach to having them tough conversations? Yeah. Give me an example of a tough conversation. Okay, so tough conversation. Besides the one we're having right <laughs> now. Yes. <laughs> so tough conversation, you're in a workplace then, and you agree with the mission, but you don't agree with maybe how that person is implementing it, and you think, I'm just gonna keep my head down and not voice my opinion that may help the mission. You're just gonna keep your head down because it's a tough conversation. You're avoiding that Am conflict. I in charge? No. Okay. So, yeah. so I, I might say, hey, why are we doing it like that? So that you just raise it. No, no, I'd be like, hey, yeah. I got a question for you because I want to make sure I, I want to make sure I fully understand so I can support this right. Can you explain to me exactly why we're coming in from this road? Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure I see the big picture. Yeah. So, and then they give me an answer. And then I go, oh, Oh, I, I, I say, maybe they give you a good explanation. I go, oh, cool, thanks. Or maybe they don't. And maybe I say, well, you know, did you notice this choke point here where we're all gonna be consolidated in one spot and if the enemy attack us, it'd be really bad? What do you think about that? And then they go, hmm, I, I didn't really notice that. And you say, you know, I noticed another route over here that doesn't have a choke point. Do you think it would be a good idea to use that? I'm not really sure. You, you're, you're running me off. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's have a conversation, asking questions. Not asking questions because I'm using it as a trick. Mm. Ask a legitimate question. Hey, can I, can I, why are we going in this way? I wrote about all the stuff in leadership strategy and tactics. I literally have quotes in there of how to ask these questions. What are your thoughts on people who avoid that conversation though? Because they think it'd be an easier route to take. Then they end up going on missions which are not easy mm. and they fail. <laughs>
I'm not communicating it as well as I could to him. And I, I am 50-50 on this in terms of, I think he knew exactly what I was talking about. But I also think the fact that I said, awaken your alpha and da, 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 I don't know. I believe there's a you know a good chance he thought right let's let's test how alpha this is and also you know he knew what he knew what I was saying I believe and he just wanted to you know test things out poke around a little bit and I appreciate that so that's fine it's important to to see where people are so I think that was I think either way if you didn't understand me then that's my communication um, can can be needs to be worked on and can be better I'm aware of that but also if he did understand me and he was just poking me to see if uh, see what would happen I can understand that and appreciate that too so um, yeah so this this happened and if this didn't happen like this we wouldn't be talking about it now if I just asked a simple question as a lot of people then came up to me after the in- incident and uh, you know for a lot of people and include for me mainly as well this was the highlight of my whole four days um, completely honestly, I wanted to speak to Jocko and I got the opportunity and I didn't get just, you know, one question or one word answer. We had a little back and forth. It was entertaining for everyone and we got something out of it. And is for me as well, the, the way he finished it, I really wanted to get some insight. I didn't want to just get the yes or no answers, which was, was happening for some people. So in terms of I was digging, I was digging because I felt like it wasn't quite there. And then his closing phrase, what he said, absolutely nailed it. And I'm 90% that that is going in the book in some way, shape or form, if it fits in the right position, in the right place. But, you know, I think he nailed a, a clear point there. Literally where I said, what are your thoughts on people? I squeeze in another question because there's pressure on for, you know, not to, you know, take too much time. But what do you think of people who, you know, avoid these, these tough conversations? Like, do not go up to the mic. Do not um, ask that extra tough question. What are your thoughts on that? Because they think it'd be an easy life. And when he, he summed it up beautifully, when he just said, well, they end up going on tougher missions. Your life will end up being harder and ultimately you'll fail if you, you know, shy away from what you should be tackling head on. So I, I really appreciate that. So thank you, Jocko. If you ever hear this, I really do appreciate that. So anyway, so this all died down. I think there's a couple of people after me. I, as I say, definite adrenaline rush for me. I really enjoyed it. He leaves the session and I just, I want to just tell you, you know, exactly what went on. So the, the organizers said, you know, our sessions were carrying on Jocko thanks for being here please don't you know go and harass him you know he's got he's got to shoot off he was a bit late or was a bit late starting um, and we've got other sessions to carry on with bearing in mind that the room was not like he did we didn't have loads of super Jocko fans in there you know super fans in there I should say so he was heading out and there was one lady who had mentioned that her son had served and was a fan and stuff like that and so I did notice because I was on the side, he came out, he came around just quietly, packed up all his stuff and he went directly over to the lady who was sitting down and then signed, you know, something for her, for her son. So I thought that was a really nice touch. And then he slipped out the back. Quite honestly, so then we, we kind of had, I did need to go to the toilet and be completely honest. I also, you know, I'm aware of this hotel and the setup and there's, there's only really one way in and out. So I did go to the toilet and then I did find myself in the hotel lobby and who was there? Jocko was there. Um, what a coincidence. And I did happen to have a, a copy of my book, Awaken Your Alpha Tales and Tactics to Thrive in my hand. Oh, and I did happen to, I'd already pre-signed a copy with a note to Jocko in the front whilst he was talking. I had done that again. This is something I'd learned a while back. So I was prepped just in case I have that opportunity. I didn't want to get ready. I wanted to make sure I was ready. And, you know, he's, he's just packing stuff. I was just kind of just in the, the foyer. It was actually me. And then there was another gentleman. And so I went up to Jocko. Well, number one, it couldn't be any more tense. So 
we just had a, a conversation through like one question, what's your question type scenario in front of 200 people that went like you just heard. But in this scenario, we're on a, you know, we're face to face. That's not as scary, but you'll see the photos. He, he is an, wow. He makes me look like a 12 year old boy. So, <laughs> so I was like, literally, hey, Jocko, appreciate that. Again, I'm English. So we apologize too much apologies if, if that question wasn't clear enough or was a bit crap basically and then he would oh no 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 it's you know good question good question then we had a little conversation again relatively brief i wanted to i really appreciate the time i wanted to hand him a copy of this i think it'd be right up his right up his alley and you know no pressure from me but i would love to continue the conversation on the awakening Rafa podcast as you're hearing now so i'd love to continue that conversation i'm, I'm on the radar He's got a copy, a signed copy of my book with my details. And now I'm going to be following that all, all available resources to me. I will be following that up. But I did say, you know, a lot of times for someone, I try and get, I look to get an answer of, would you like to come on that pod? Would we like to come on my podcast now? And, you know, this is the call. You could say I should have, you know, pushed for that answer. Would you like to come on my podcast? Yes or no. But that is a scenario where you can say yes or no. And genuinely, I didn't want to jump the gun on this because I would love to interview Jocko to the level of, Again, I think them situations, you, you want to be in scenarios where you, you, there's not an option for a no. So at this point, I, I am confident I will get him on here. But so, so I'd love to have you on my podcast. Have a little look at this. And I believe you'll appreciate this. And if this aligns with you, your, your mission, what you're up to, if you resonate with this, I'd love to have you on the podcast. Have a little look at this and I'll be in touch. Boom. So there we go. We had a couple of photos and you can see his fist is... Um, bigger than my head, number one. Number two, clearly I, I don't know Jocko as well as I should have. I should have definitely mirrored his, his Jocko photo stance as I looked at. You will not find a, we actually, you, you can find one. There is one, a photo of Jocko smiling. Look in Jocko smiling on Google, you'll find one, I think. <laughs> it's not with me. So you'll see Jocko is loving life with his photo next to me. He's got, you know, he's got his happy face on. I got my happy face on. We're both authentic. That's the photo. Please go check it out. So that was my Jocko experience from him and me, how to have conflict conversations. I think, you know, do not shy away from this. I'm fascinated by fear and it, all its applications and how you should deal with stuff. I've done sh many shows on that. I'll do many more. That's what the book is going to be on. Uh, that's the book I'm writing on currently. And Jocko, there's a good chance He's going to be on it. Unless he says to me, you know, if you put anything about me in there, I'm going to strangle you. I'll probably leave it out because I did feel like at one point he uh, either wanted to. No, not wanted because he would have if he wanted to. <laughs> he could have just crushed me. Thank you, Jocko and everyone else. And uh, this has been episode 400. I was going to say, let's bring on the next 400. Let's not bring on the next 400. Let's bring on the evolution to the podcast network where as one of the shows I'm very keen to get an industry expert in an ex-military person to host that i would love to have a veteran's arm of the awakening alpha network so there's the challenge there's the gauntlet so if you have any ideas for shows military or otherwise please do get in touch now is the time i'm getting lots of interested hosts contacting me with their show ideas and once that kind of that niche is filled within the network kind of that's gone so um yeah please do not delay take action if it if it makes you a bit excited but also fearful about having your voice out on this network to hundreds of thousands of people weekly do it reach out to me okay 
Thank you, and thank you, Jocko. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. This podcast is brought to you by the Talk Accelerator, helping thought leaders increase influence, income, and impact by achieving their talk. If you'd like to find out more about how you can get onto the red spot, please do head over to talkaccelerator.com. That's talk x c e l e r a t o r.com. You can also book in your complimentary idea clarity call there to talk through any potential ideas you may have. What is your idea worth sharing? I'd love to hear about it and I'd love to speak with you very soon.